Ladies and gentlemen, we are live with the first ever of the HSP, the Hughes Sports Podcast. I am one of the hosts, Jake Hughes. Across from me is the old man, Kevin Hughes. Hello, everybody. We are a bunch of irrational, irrational fans, fans, as some <laughs> might call us. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, every week we're going to do a podcast live here on YouTube at the HSP underscore pod at channel um where we'll be talking vancouver canucks bc lions seattle seahawks sports and stories that really make us go huh what? lots of things to discuss especially with the canucks especially with bc lions and nathan rourke seattle somehow made it into the playoffs they had a 50 50 chance they didn't. We'll get to that later. We're not okay. going to get into that. But uh, Kevin, do you want to? I pointed to the wrong side. Kevin, do you want to tell uh, the no, audience a little right bit about yourself? Not on my screen. Okay. Hey, everybody. Um, for those who don't know me, um, I'm Jake's dad. Uh, I grew up in Vancouver. Um, have been a Vancouver Canucks, BC Lions fan since day one. Um, really haven't been much of a. NFL fan my whole life. I just started watching the NFL, I'm going to say in the last couple of years. And of course, being from Vancouver, Seattle would be the team that I cheer for. So that's how I picked my NFL team, to be honest. Um, yeah. And yes, I have been called the irrational fan. I am that guy <laughs> that yells and screams at the TV. What? Um, I call it passion. It definitely is passion. I completely agree because I'm that same person. Anyone who's watched sports with me in any capacity, whether it be at a bar, in my own house. Doesn't matter. I will yell at the TV. I am talking to the players as if they can hear me. So, uh, just, I'm going to interrupt. Rod Peterson, how you doing, buddy? Uh, if everybody doesn't know who Rod is, he hosts the Rod Peterson Show, which is probably one of the greatest daily sports talk show out there. He got a real kick out of you calling me the old man. You are the old man. You <laughs> are my old man. He referred to me anyways. as the old man forever. As far as I can remember. <laughs> so just the, just the old man. Why don't you kick yeah. it off, my friend? So jumping into things, uh, for you guys who don't know me, I am Jake Hughes, uh, son to the man to my left on the screen, I think. Um, either way, he um, raised me to be a crazy, irrational, neurotic sports fan, and uh, we disagree on everything because I like to use math and he likes to use numbers that don't exist. But we don't disagree on our teams. We we nope. cheer for the same teams. Yes, we it's cheer just, for Vancouver. We have different ways of looking how we look sports at things should and be looked at we look at things in the way that um generational divide really is, is the best way to look at it i look at the numbers and the underlying statistics and yeah he looks at did we win or did we lose which is uh, uh the old way of looking at things what what else is important did you win did you lose that's the only two things no what well, you know because if you're in a playoff race last year when we were on the the canucks when i say we the we're on a the bruce bump we had to care about what other teams were doing because if they won, they would have knocked us out of the playoff race, which they did because we dug ourselves a huge hole like we did again this year. But that's later in the show. We're getting that to later in the show. <laughs> later in the show. Squirrel. Uh, we, have, we have those moments. Um, first thing we are going to talk about because it is coming up this weekend. I believe it is the Saturday game. It is Saturday game at 2 o'clock or 2.30. Seahawks have made the playoffs. I don't know how. I don't know when this happens. Um, all that I know is I was in Arizona and I checked my Twitter and all of a sudden um, it was like three minutes left in the Packers-Detroit Lions game. And Again, um, it was simple math. Seattle had was, to win. It was not simple math. Packers any, had to lose. So Simple. It, it's not simple in any way because <laughs> let's look at this here. Let's uh, pull this up. This was going into the weekend. Seahawks make the playoffs. If they win and the Lions win versus the Packers. Or if they tie and the Lions tie the Packers. Those are the only two ways we could get it. So how many different results can there be in a football game? Two. Three. Welcome to the NFL. There could be three different... Outcomes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I forget about a tie. Yes. Okay. And then how many different multiples of those, that outcome can happen? 
It's we, this is the conversation we started off screen. You lose. This it's is not, this is what happens every this is not time. The, so what? So again, what ended up happening was this first scenario here where Seahawks and Lions both won, which pushed the Seahawks into the playoffs. But it's not it's not simple as 50-50 odds in making in making. Just be completely clear. You win, they lose. 50-50. Yeah. That's, no, that's not how that works. See, this is the joke I deal with on a daily basis, folks. <laughs> it's just um, so easy. And the, so yeah. now, now the question is, what are what are actual C, uh, the Seahawks' actual chances up against the 49ers? It's, I mean, it's the playoffs in the NFL, so anything is possible. You get it, it is. Geno Smith might not have another chance to be a starting quarterback ever, let alone taking his team into the playoffs. Do you don't think so? You don't. Th- I, I. You think if he win or lose, he doesn't. He's I not a starter in Seattle next year. From the rumblings that I'm hearing in uh, <clears throat> the circles that Twitter sphere and the the people I talk to, I don't think so. Oh really? Yeah, it doesn't sound like they're going to bring him back as a starter. Now, it- Pete Carroll's done crazy things before, like decide to start with um, Pete Carroll, or uh, not Pete Carroll, with uh, Geno Smith as their starting quarterback. Yes. But it's unlikely. I would think, I mean, again, a casual fan of the NFL, um, I would think he's pretty much proved himself this year. Um, Totally surprised everybody. If you talked to any of the pundits at the beginning of the seasons and you told them Seattle would be fighting to make the playoffs, let alone get in the playoffs, they would have told you you're nuts. It would be be unheard of for the Seahawks to do that. After trading away Russell Wilson, because Uh that was supposed to be the blow-up, and now they're looking like the smartest organization in the NFL right now. Because not only do they get into the playoffs with a very cheap quarterback, Yep. They also have the fifth overall pick because that, they got that for Russell Wilson. All right. Yes. They have two first round picks and are making the playoffs. And this is, is this draft not a very deep draft as well? That's talking outside of my comfort level, to be completely honest. I do I know that there's I a was couple. Tr- I believe I heard some very um, informed um, people in the um, world of sports say it was a pretty deep draft with a lot of quarterbacks in it as well. I do um, know there's a, like two or three big name quarterbacks. That yeah. Are, That's um, something I'd love to be able to do is pay attention to more of the college games um, and more of the college, actually more of the college players and see who's up and coming similar to like we do for hockey. Right. I mean, we always pay attention to the Connor Bedards because they have the world juniors. So we get to see them. And I was going to say, the big thing is, is there's not like, there are showcases, but up in Canada, it's not the same as down in the States where you can watch any of the NCAA teams. You're really uh, limited to what you can and can't watch while. uh, Well, it's, it's funny because again, I'm going to bring up Rod Peterson. Uh, I talk to him on a regular basis and he's living down in Florida and they have to go searching for hockey. Um, I was talking to uh, uh, Serena, who Rod's girlfriend um, and she was saying, most people don't know we have a hockey team. Yeah. It's all football down there. It's football 24-7, whether it be high school football, college football, or the NFL, of course. Well, I was just down in Phoenix, like Phoenix, which isn't a place I would normally associate with football. Like yeah. it's not a Texas, it's not a uh, Montana, um, but we went by some of these high schools just driving around in the greater Phoenix area, and they have um like good size arenas like i wouldn't say arenas but stands on either side of the fields you've got professionally maintained grass or turf and the, that's for high school that's for high school oh yeah the like, uh down in florida you should see the arenas they have yeah. for high school ball i would and the thing is i would love to go down and go just go watch a game go down oh, to yeah. football season and just take be like yeah, I'm neither fan. Just find me the spot that I can get closer to because I do know they split you up by fans. Yes, um, for sure. So let's wrap up this uh, NFL talk here with predicting the weekend's games. Well, you know me. I if I pick a team, I stick with them till the till the day they they die. Um, I even went on um, 
and put money on Seattle. How 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 have your bets yes, worked out I for you recently? Um, shut up. All right. <laughs> so we have that game. We have the Seahawks 49ers that kicks off what the NFL is dubbing their what what are they calling wild it? The super weekend. super wild card weekend. Yeah. Because they have two games on Saturday. So you have the Seahawks and 49ers, and then you have the Chargers and Jaguars. So Jaguars are nine and eight, Chargers are ten and seven. The crazy I'm... thing about this game is that the Jaguars are hosting. Why? How? Um, I would love to explain that to you. I do not know. I'm just reading what the paper says. <laughs> See, and this this again is why we're casual NFL fans. Yeah. Um, I I'm gonna take the Chargers on that. Uh, not uh, sorry, Jaguars. So Seattle Jaguars. See, I uh, I'm biased because of uh, we are huge wrestling fans. AEW uh, is owned by Tony Khan, I whose knew you were going there. family. Owns the Jaguars. So I'm going to be cheering for the Jaguars because for one reason and one reason only, if the Jaguars win the Super Bowl, WWE sends the Super Bowl champions a WWE title. And I just think it would be funny to see Tony Khan with a WWE title. That's hilarious. But moving I don't think on, that'll happen. I'm just saying. I, it might. Not if the Saudis buy them. But moving on, the Dolphins versus the Bills, the early game on Sunday. Uh, Dolphins Bills. are 9-8. and eight. Bills at 13 and three. I, I, you have to vote for Bills. Well, You're, it's the Dolphins versus the rest of the world in this matchup right now. It's the Bills. The Bills are the world's team right now. Yeah. After right? what happened with um, DeMar Hamlin, who is thankfully out of yes. the hospital and Insane. home now. Um, Literally I, the, the one of the most miraculous comebacks um, stories of the year. Um, here's a kid that they literally had to bring back to life twice on the turf. And he walked out of hospital, what, a week later, week and a half later. Yeah. Maybe two weeks. Yeah. Not very long. It was the day before I left for Phoenix. Right. So it's been just over a week. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, you got to take the bills. Uh, I'm taking the Bills on that one as well. Uh, second game on Sunday is the Giants versus the Vikings. Giants are nine seven and one. Vikings are thirteen and four. Who are you taking? I'll let you. Go I'm taking the. System. I'm taking the Giants. Um, ah, good, because I'm taking the Vikings only because I think our next topic, Mister Canada, Mister Rourke, I think is going to end up a Viking. You think he's going to end up a Viking after they went thirteen and four this year? Yeah, I do. I don't know why. Uh, he's not going to be yeah. a starter. It doesn't matter what team he goes to. Um, he's not going to be a starter. They need a back. You don't think so? No. Um, we can move on to that in the, in the yeah. next topic here. Uh, two more games off. We have the Ravens, who are 10-7, and seven, at the Bengals, who are 12-4. and four. Go Problem ahead first. Is, is the, the, for me, um, Lamar Jackson is questionable, probably not playing. So I'm going to go Bengals on this one. Without <sighs> their star quarter, without, without Lamar Jackson, I don't think you're, you're winning. So we picked the exact same teams except for the Vikings. Wow, that's pretty. Well, we've got one more game left. Okay. It's the eleven and five Cowboys at the eight and nine Buccaneers. This is the Monday night game. Yeah, I don't. You got America's team. You got America's team versus America's quarterback. Who apparently, you know, just a lovely human being, I'm sure. I hate to say it, but I have to go with the Cowboys. I I want both teams to lose. Um <laughs> I <clears throat> I yeah, you know what? I'm going with the Cowboys on this one because I can't cheer for Tom Brady. Out of spite, out of he's nice. the world's greatest quarterback, and I hate him. <laughs> I the hate best him. quarterback, probably the best quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Say that again. Probably the best quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Tom yeah. Brady. Without oh, yeah. even a question. Yeah. Without yeah. even a question. For now sure. to the... What a great segue. What a great One segue. of the greatest quarterbacks to play in the CFL this year, the Canadian Football League, for those watching down Did in the Did you States. say one of the greatest quarterbacks to play in the CFL this year? Yes. Can you take yes, out the one and just say the greatest quarterback to play in the CFL this year? He didn't win because he was. He did. He didn't win a great cup. Or yeah, he didn't win a great cup. You. Yeah, but he got injured. You, didn't win a great cup. Stats, your friend. Stats, you know your buddy. Yes. Stats. Yep. 
says he was the best quarterback in the CFL all year. Um, I, the kid's amazing. The kid is um, – I can't even put words to say how good this kid is, is and how good this kid will be. Um, how he will stack up in the NFL compared to what the limited time we saw him because, of course, he was hurt for half the season. Um, time will tell. Um but he did play the NFL game through college and he did pretty good down there. So yep. um, it's just really what team is he going to go to? Yep. Or, and that, or is he going to go? I can't. So it's been a lot of conversation, especially in Vancouver media right now yeah. um, with the team meetings this past weekend or this week. Um, there was a quote from not Omar Doman, who's our owner. I can't think of the GM's name right now for the BC Lions, but he was saying that he's hopeful that they'll be able to get work signed. I just don't see that being possible. I'm sorry. I can't. It's if he was, if he was eight years older, if he had two years left and he wanted to win and play, I could see it. I don't see him turning down the millions of dollars to be a backup to hope a quarterback gets taken out so he can take his team to the Super Bowl and then them not play him. I, <clears throat> I think um, it's going to come down. I mean, what's the starting salary in the NFL? Is it not seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars? That I don't know. Let me. I believe I use your Google machine there yep. while I'm babbling. I believe it's seven hundred and fifty. Uh, if that's the case. They could probably push 400, 450, maybe even 500 for the BC Lions to sign them. I, but and, the problem is... um, I, I mean, is that 200, is the, is the $250,000 going to make that much of a difference? Does he want to play one more year and really prove himself? Um, did do so? It looks like, sorry, I've had it here and then I lost it. Um, if somebody knows that, if they could put it into the chat, I'm kind of uh, keeping my eye on the chat. 705, 705 in 2022. So, yeah, okay. So, well, plus bonuses. Yeah, plus bonuses. Um, plus so, bonuses, I mean, if so. we could push them to 400, 450, 500 with bonuses, maybe no, a top, wink, now, wink, 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 personal contract. Not that it's ever done in the CFL. No, but there's, there's personal contracts all over the place in the CFL. It's insane that there's no... <laughs> safeguards against that but so okay 705 versus 450 doesn't sound like that big of a difference now take off 30 percent from the canadian number well and that's that's the big difference isn't it so now you're you're really pushing it and do i think he's going to end up in the nfl yeah as a the as rod will like this one as the irrational fan i think um i would love for him to come back and play one more year in bc before he takes the jump um just being a selfish BC Lions fan. But um, I had this actually long conversation and then there was a big debate on another talk show, the Rod Peterson show. Um, and it stirred up a lot of talk on, is it good for the CFL if someone like a Rourke goes to the NFL? My thought process is yes, because it'll put eyes on the CFL. Where did this kid come from? The CFL. It won't be he came from his college he came from the CFL. So that, and that's a big difference to me. And I was a part of that conversation on well, as well um, on the Rod Peterson show. And I do think no matter what, it's a good thing, but if on his player introductions, if he ever is starting or ever gets a player introduction, if, because everyone always says they're alma mater, right? Yeah. Uh, If Rourke says number 12 from the CFL BC lions, that's completely different than him going uh, University of Iowa or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Ohio, whichever one he but went to. They right? will refer to him if, when he gets a start, they will always refer to him as a Canadian quarterback. <sighs> right? Because it's, I mean, how many Canadian quarterbacks have done anything in the CFL? Canadian quarterbacks. Warren Moon. Right? Like, and that was in the 80s? Yeah. I mean, and, people say Flutie, but Flutie's an American. <laughs> yeah, he played in the CFL, but he was an American. He, he, yes, he, I mean, he was in Boston College, was it not? Yeah, Flutie I went to Boston that. College. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, so, re- 
porting from Foreignology, very trusted source at yes, TSN, very is Canadians trusted. ESPN. Um, Nathan Works workout tour concluded today, and this was posted yesterday, I believe. Um, 12 teams, majority have made offers, so I'm probably going to say seven or eight teams put in offers to them. It was the majority. majority. Wow. Um, I expected a decision is imminent. I expect by the weekend. I was originally. Um, I like this part. Rourke has been in regular contact with the BC Lions throughout the process. Yeah, that was something. So there's was gonna... still good communication happening. Not all, not all CFL quarterbacks in the CFL um, can say they have good communications with their teams right now. No, no, exactly. Um, there's a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, Cody. One. <laughs> well, they can they talk into free agency? <laughs> well, Cody. Oh yeah, Cody Fajardo could talk to uh, the riders. There's no, he was on, he was on a, a talk show and he literally said, I haven't heard from him. So, but I mean, the same thing happened with, uh, Andrew Harris of the blue bombers. A couple years same ago. thing. They literally, he's, he was down in, uh, wherever he lives down in the States. I don't know where he's from. Um, but he said, they didn't call me. I, so I called them the day before free agency opened. They said, oh yeah, we're not going to offer you anything. Good luck in free agency. Which to me is just asinine. If you have that but, caliber of a player, Cody Fajardo is a great quarterback. Did he have a bad year in Regina? Yeah. Will he will he re- resurrect his career somewhere else? <clears throat> BC. Yes, um, because he has all the talent in the world. Um, I honestly think, how can you give up a hundred sacks? I don't know how many sacks it was. Look up yeah. how many sacks they gave up. The riders gave up last year, last season. He was laying on his back for half the freaking game. You well, can't and- blame a quarterback when he gets sacked. That's your front line. If you have no front line, you're not going to have much of an offense. And watching any of those games, if you watched any of the Saskatchewan games, the play calling was atrocious. So, could Cody resurrect his career? And I, I'm kind of feeding off the whole where Rourke goes. I'm assuming Rourke is going to go to the NFL. Yeah. Whichever team it is. That's the domino that's going to have to fall first. The next domino that will have to fall is the Bo Levi domino. Well, and we're what? Like seven, I think we're seven weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, I think, from free agency opening in the CFL. When is it? Um, let me Fresh double check, memory. but I'm, uh, CFL free agency. Because once Rourke decides where he's going and Bo de- makes the decision where he's going, probably Hamilton, I would imagine. Then, Four and a half weeks. Then the rest of the quarterbacks in the CFL will drop like dominoes and it'll happen that quick. Um, it's just a matter of those two dominoes dropping first though. Um, CFL's free agency period opens on February 14th, 2023 at noon Eastern time. Valentine's day. Valentine's day at noon. Very cool. Um, so we're going to, obviously we're, we're expecting by this time next week to know where work is going. Yep. In a fluke chance that, and I'm calling it a fluke, the 1% yeah. chance work re-signs or Reops with the BC Lions because I don't think he has to resign. I think he's still on under contract. He's still under contract. Yeah. Where do you see the chips falling? Because you've got Holy. you've got, you've I got think... um, the Stampeders who have Jake Meyer. They don't seem to be in the market for a quarterback unless it's a which backup. really surprises me. I mean, I don't think Meyer is the guy that's going to take him back to the prominence they have been for the last decade. Do they under want Bo to do Levi? That? Do they want to? How did you get Bo Levi? You suck for a few years. You find that diamond in the rough in a. Oh, in a are draft. you saying are you saying the uh, team in the CFL is going to tank to get a draft? Come on, there's not there's not that there's it's it's I don't think it's, it's not the, the same thing as the NHL. No, or, or the, the NFL, NFL even. I think right? I don't think it's even that. I think it could be like the draft is always on my brain. But hey, you want to come? You're you're a big name free agent who didn't get signed in the NFL. You can walk in and start. Yes, Dickinson has enough. a name. Dickinson has a name that's not just Vancouver or uh, CFL. He's uh, he is an American himself. He watches the NFL. He's got contacts down in the NFL. All all it takes is him to reach out to the right person who didn't get a contract and say, "Hey, you want to play one year?" 
We have this True guy enough. who's okay, who's okay, but you'll be able to pass him once you get the game down. Yeah, there's going right. to be a lot of movement. This I think in my recent memory, I don't remember an off season with so much um, anticipation as there's been for the CFL in this off season. Usually, the CFL ends and everybody, the rat, the average fan, yeah. even the irrational fan, <laughs> just kind of puts it to the side and, and waits until June or May. Yeah, right. Because, uh, yeah, the free agency, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. This year, I I don't know, maybe it's because I'm paying more attention, but I think more people are paying attention because you have the Rourke, you have the Bo Levi, um, who's a guy out of Toronto. um, Uh, Bethel Thompson. Bethel Thompson. Who's going to end up where? You've got got Cody Fajardo, who's... Publicly yeah. stating that he's not in contact with the Rough Riders, right? Like you've got exactly. so many pieces that could move. It's. I think it's going to be very exciting. Um, it's keeping me intrigued, and it's keeping keeping my eyes on Twitter and reading the now newspapers. You, you reading are the newspapers. That's wow. Hilarious. How old are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm old. Um, I'm old man. <laughs> now the my only concern is that there's not going to be enough coverage around. Well, there never is. How, you, you and I have discussed this so many times. The CFL is their own worst enemy. Yeah, no, they we, we that should be a topic for the start of this CFL season when inevitably they fuck up twelve times in the first language. Sorry, when they <laughs> screw up uh, the first twelve times in uh, on the the first broadcast. But it's it's almost laughable at how amateurish they are. Like me and it's, you are sitting here having a conversation, and I think we put on a better production value well, than what this what the CSN does three quarters of the time. Yeah, I'll give them that twenty five percent where they're they're on their job. I think the biggest problem with the CFL is that contract. Unfortunately, um, we're not going to get any expansion until that con- the TSN contract is done because yeah. if if the t- if the league grows that the money for TSN doesn't, they don't have to pay more. They're paying the same amount. But that's so a, that money just gets dispersed to more teams. So no owner is going to agree to expansion at this point. But that's the same, like that's the same thing with the NHL. They, they, but, but one, it, it isn't one. The NHL has many different um, so, deals with different medias. Well, There's so a, only one media is allowed to host a C- TSN they can stop people from coming to the stadium. They can stop other oh, media people from coming to their stadiums. Yeah, which I think is atrocious. Right? Like, it's... to me, that's that's against what free media is about. Like, if we are going to sit here and we bash the CFL and we try to go into a game and they don't let us, whoo! <laughs> whoo! <laughs> whoo! <laughs> so I was reading, actually, I actually have the article up in front of me. Um, did it, did it, were they close? Randy Ambrosi claims that they're close to closing the rights uh, holders for next year for the, for the States. They're close what the, to what? A deal. They're close to a deal being done with the, uh, with the broadcasters in the States. D- down oh, the States. okay. I thought you were going to go to the Maritimes because you no. know how many times I've heard. Oh yeah. It's so no. Yeah. With the States. So uh, the last deal, they've been getting about a hundred thousand to 200,000 uh, a year. With that, they, I mean, it's nothing close to what the um, uh, TSN pays. TSN pays uh, $50 million to the league each year. Yeah. That'll be its exclusive rights holder, right? So it's pennies and in the And what is there, the nine pocket. teams in the league? So they share that. They They're not going to, they don't want to put ten, it to 10. Well, they split it 10 ways right now. Yeah. So they're with, not going to want to put it to 10 teams though. No, but if because you can now get you're, big, you're losing money. But if you can get a big enough streaming deal with Amazon who's already in this in like with NFL or yeah. Apple TV who wants to get into it or shit Netflix wants to get into um into the uh live streaming especially sports because it's so, sports is one of the few things that happens almost all year round you don't there's very little cost to putting into it they already have the uh the infrastructure for it if an Amazon comes in CFL's already got all the infrastructure they just need to put it up and put up the graphics 
can you get two or three extra million? Could you get five extra million from the States? And if you do that, there's your next team. Well, yeah. I think, I think the team announcement is determinant on how big the U.S. rights deal is. I honestly think it, that we won't have any expansion until this TSN deal is done. And then, and I, I honestly, I mean, I was a big believer in keeping it all Canadian. I think now uh, we, we should go to the States. Um, I don't think you can. There's a huge market there. There's a huge amount of CFL fans from the States, from the U S I, I don't think you can with NCAA. You've got the XFL, which is returning. You've got the USFL and you've got the NFL. And you've got arena football league. Like you so you've have got no idea how popular football is in the states, though. You wouldn't, but you would need a like to be able to get it into the house. Like you need to have a rock like presence. You need to have that either the money or the personality that the like the rock has to or a hundred years eyes. worth the the history. No one cares about history. Ah, yeah, they do. No Come one on now. No one cares about history. No one cares about the hundred years of football that is in the CFL as an American. Did you read desk. the article I sent you about um, they're doing the touchdown Atlantic again? Yes. Um, did you read the article where each team uh, this, I forget who wrote it, but um, he kind of went through each team and where they could hold their own touchdown Atlantic uh, BC being over on the Island in Victoria. Well, Calgary surprised me because he said, go down to great falls. Um, which makes total sense because you're bop, popping right across the border. Just Manitoba, as far as Edmonton is. Um, right across the border. Edmonton, you'd go up to uh, Fort McLeod. Not Fort yep. McLeod. Uh, Fort, Fort, McMurray. Fort McMurray. Or Could you Grand imagine Curry. the party up in Fort McMurray? Oh, it would be huge, dude. So there's huge. actually more legs to that Victoria one. I think so. It sounds like there's going to be an announcement soon. That they're about going a game to a, over there? About a about a touchdown somewhere, like they're touch on Atlantic touchdown and Pacific, and it'll be hosted in Vancouver or in Victoria. That would be cool, right? Um, I think they should start like just like the NHL does the All Star Games or not the All Star Games, the Winter Classics and the Heritage Classics and the do outdoor games. Different. Do something different. Do something Take different. Take me to an arena that's literally all throwaway uh, seats. That you had to put together to make this. You know how much storytelling you can have in that? I mean, the TSN won't do it. But you know how much storytelling you can do with it? <laughs> Just do something. Anything. Yeah. Anything's yeah. better than what the freak they're doing now. Because, honestly, when's the last time you've seen an NFL um, player during the season? Not off-season. I'm talking to during the season. Go on a TV sh or on a radio show in a, on a local station. An NFL player or CFL player? CFL player. Did I say NFL? I meant CFL. I I might have misheard. I don't know. Um, they don't. It doesn't happen. The thing is, is to me, radio is is slowly dying. There, it is. Where what are we doing right now? We're creating radio. We're doing but it with. We're doing who it. Who carries for... the games? The radio station. No, they. <laughs> In here in Calgary, where we live, we're just outside of Calgary. 770. 770 CHQR. carries the games. Yep. Why wouldn't in Regina, there uh, Rod will be able to tell me who carries the games. Um, why aren't this, doesn't the CFL say, okay, each team, the week of a, the week of a home game, home game, yep. five players make available to the media. For a five-minute interview. Give me a five, ten-minute interview. It doesn't have what? to be... Give it doesn't have to be a 45 minute segment on a freaking sports talk show. Every city has a sports station. Yep. Every single city has a sports now, station. Now, not just that. Now imagine you do that and you bring a guy who has a, who has one of these, a little phone, right? You turn that shit sideways, this thing sideways and you record it. Then you oh. post it on this thing called YouTube, which I know is shocking, but it's kind of big. Just it's kind, of, it's big. kind of a big deal. It's a big deal. So you, you post it onto YouTube. You have it on the live radio, and then during the the broadcast, the the pregame that they don't run that they should be running, you air all of those because huh. you know what you've already created that. And I just came up with three different mediums for that one piece of content. Let alone your Twitter content, your Facebook posts, your Instagram posts, your like you should be making it. What does 
every single sports league have that I can access through one touch oh, you of, can, on my screen? Uh, an app. What does the CFL? Have? Oh, they have an app. Have you seen that app? It's a YouTube. It's, not an it's app. a. It's it, they, they haven't put anything into it. I could probably make a better app, and I don't know how to code. They need, and we have said this since you were ten years old. Yeah. If they promoted this freaking league, it's the greatest football. It's way more exciting. I don't care. I will argue till I'm dead. It's way more exciting than the NFL. It's and a better game than the NFL. If they would freaking promote this game, oh, it would, it would be the biggest thing. It used to be. See, and I, I don't remember that. Like, it's never been since I've been cognizant. I, it hasn't been a big thing. It's always been like I watch the CFL. And like, people poo-poo of, it. I, and I was gonna say, and I look like my friends will go to a game, but do they? They don't watch it on TV. Exactly. We they forget the season's on when the season's on you because know it's, there's like, no promotion. Look at the NFL; it's a it's a freaking promotional machine. You That's all on, it is. It's you all turn on. You turn on TSN Sportsnet, any sports network in Canada, the United States. I guarantee you, in, in an hour, you're going to see at least three uh, ads for the for the NFL, whether it be the Super Bowl, the playoffs, preseason, uh, just tune things that are to, happening. Tune into any sports radio station. Anything in North America, they're talking the NFL. Why? Yeah. Why? Money. Money. Well, and because they promote it. Yeah. It's been promoted. It's been put into our face. They actually take a week to do nothing but hype their Super Bowl. No, no, they no, no, they play the Pro Bowl between them. <laughs> they hype the Super Bowl <laughs> for a week. Yeah. Two weeks, basically, before they play. Well, yeah, because it's like to me. It's the the difference between a league that's super successful and what the CFL has become. Yes, we don't, I totally agree. And Randy you know, and, I'm a, I, I season ticket holder for the Stampeders. I'm not a Stampeder fan, but we hope my Ellison is. We hold CF. We literally watch almost every game during the season. Yep. It drives me nuts. Um, when I talk to people who are have been in the business for years and years and years, and they I say something and they're like, "You're you're just a fan and you get it." I have talked to people in the head office; they don't get it. Yeah, why? No. It it's no it makes no sense. What the league needs, and I think we should uh, cover this more in depthly as we get closer and closer to the season, um, is more Amar Domans. More owners who are going to go out there and make a splash and make it an event. Look at what they did. Willing they filled, to spend some money. Because you know what? He probably, he spent a lot of money this year. He probably made that twice back. Well, they, they were filling the bottom bowl again. They had to open up the upper bowl. When's the last well, time you've seen that it's in your adult life? Never. I remember when they opened up that um, dome back in BC in 86. There used to be 59,800 and some odd fans screaming at the top of their lungs every single game not just playoffs every, every. single game well and it was the place to be but not only that like you had TSN covering it because it's the the opening kickoff I'm specifically talking the first game of the year where yeah. the BC Lions had one republic a concert concert and then the game it wasn't a halftime show it was they played a full concert and then there was a uh, a football game. If you yes. bought a ticket to the concert, you got a football game. If you got a football ticket, you got a concert ticket. Like if you were a football fan, however great, you wanted to word it, guess what they did? They bought they damn near filled the place. <laughs> and you know you know who else covered it? CTV, CBC. You know why? Because it was a huge, not only a huge success, but it was a huge event. It yeah. wasn't just a football game; it was an event. And they need to get back to making games, whether it be locally or nationally internationally make it make it if i am bc and they did this uh the seahawks did this with the bc lions uh season ticket holders yes they sent out a blast and said we make the playoffs you guys you guys get tickets too yeah all bc yeah. lions season ticket holders got access to the seahawks um playoff games if they made the playoffs just like they as if they were season ticket holders for the seahawks if the, um the lions don't do that it's it's insane to me but it, you need to be doing that. Well, because they need to start attracting. You and I are going to go to the game no matter what. Yep. 
We're going to because we're diehard CFL fans. I'll, again, I we get need tickets. to get those not diehard fans to the games. And Once they see the game, their eyes are going to be opened and they're going to go, "Wow." I have friends that are down in the States. They're in, they're huge football fans in the Pennsylvania area. Um, and I told them about them. They're like, Oh, it's not that good of football. Like it's, it's a joke league and normal American things. And then one of the guys was like, actually, I like, after we talked about it, watched one of the games. I can't, don't know which game he watched. He's like, it's very similar to NCAA. He's like, it's super fun. It's super fast. They're playing cause they want to be playing football. Yes. Right. For sure. They play for the love of the game. But man, did yeah. we spend a long time on this topic. Yeah, this was supposed to be a very quick topic. And talking it, of it the love of the game. It just goes to show the passion, irrational or not, that we have for this beautiful game we call the Canadian Football League. Yeah. And, um, and it drives me nuts that it's not... It's not run. where it should be. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of a, of a, of a game that we love and it disappointing us... The Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> oh boy, what news do we want to start with first? Let's uh, let's start. Can this, I just say? Can I just say? First. I've been a Canuck fan since they entered the league. I was six years old. I remember it vividly. Sitting in the basement of our townhouse, we had three floors. The TV was in the basement, and that's where we watched the hockey game. It was the first ever Vancouver Canucks game. I have been a fan since, and I think Jake summed it up this year. <laughs> He looks at me and he says, it's like we're in an abusive relationship. <laughs> I 100%. I stole this from Thomas Drentz of The Athletic. On He has a show every uh, every day. Every uh, He has two hours on Sportsnet, uh, 6.50 in Vancouver. Yep. And he ex- explained it like that. He literally was like, it's an abusive relationship. If, we, just, we keep cheering for him. But you can't not. You can't not cheer for them. <laughs> You're, well, you're... apparently we we had to uh, when we first moved to um, to Calgary. Yep. Uh, back in two thousand and two. Yeah, it was two thousand and two. We were yeah. getting ready to uh, pack everything up. Uh, we were living in Kelowna. Kelowna at the time. No, um, Kamloops. Yes. And um, Jake came into the room and he was really upset. Like I mean, he was upset. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? You were what? How old were you in 2001? <laughs> 20, uh, eight. Eight. eight years old. And I'm like, dude, what's wrong? And he goes, when we moved to Calgary, do I have to vote for the Flames or can I still be a Canuck fan? <laughs> so it turns out I've been stuck a, we a, have Canuck to be fan a Canuck fan. <laughs> 20 years later. Thanks, eight year old Jake. <laughs> oh, too funny. But yes. What do you that, want to talk uh, about? The, the graphic the, the graphic below me states everything. The last five games, we've gotten one and four. One and four. In those four games, and I'm going to assume I turned off the game after they tied it up again um, today. Um, I'm assuming in the last five games, we're still one and four and have blown now three multi-goal leads. Three multi-goal leads in the last five games. You know the most impressive part of one of those is? The last game, not uh, uh, today's Thursday, Tuesday's game against Pittsburgh, we had a 3 nothing lead in the first period, and we blew it in the first period. It was 3-3 at the end of the third, at the end of the first. How do you... How I didn't even you turn the game on the today. I've been busy. What was... Did they go up? Um, I saw... I, I turned it on late because it started at... Um, five. At five, our time, because they're um, insane in the uh, States. Yeah. Um, I did see it was 2-2, two, two, and they were talking about another blown lead. It's now 3-3. Okay, it's, it's now 5-3. <laughs> that is the current So, score. yeah, we had a we had a two-goal so lead. Oh, no, we had a one-goal lead. Dom says, doesn't, don't look good. <laughs> it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's getting to the point where I just want to wear a brown paper bag over my head because it's so damn embarrassing to be a Canuck fan. See, and it... I'm at, I'm beyond the point of embarrassed. Like you can't embarrass me. I'm a Canucks fan. I wear that shit. I will eventually get a tattoo of the Canucks on my body. You'll always be able to identify me as a Canucks fan. The problem is, is we have no vision. Well, I mean, what, what happened? Explain it to me. We were president trophy winners for back to back, two, back, back, to back, to back. 10, 2010, 2011. No, 2000. Uh, 
Oh, nine, 10, 10, 11. Yeah. 2010, 2000. Why do you always have to do that? Well, because that's one. 10, 10 and 11. Thank you. 10 uh, 11 is one season. Oh, we scored. It's five, four. Um, so explain what happened. Like, where did we go wrong? We went wrong way before that. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, um, in 1970, <laughs> no. So, I mean, basically what happened was we made it to the game seven in 2011. We were what, literally one game. If we had one good game out of Luongo or Schneider that night, I don't remember who was in net. If we had one good game. They sat Luongo. Remember, it was in Boston. They sat Luongo because he, he it was in his head that he couldn't win in Boston. I don't believe that for a second. I, You know my opinions on Luongo. I think he is probably and arguably the best Canucks goalie. But God, was he a fucking fat whale sometimes. I apologize for swearing. But holy Moses. The fact that... Like, he took us to game seven of a Stanley oh, Cup final. Yeah. Yeah. And not only in that, he we um, won more games in those two seasons than like combined the next two teams in those two seasons. We, no, so yeah, no, he's a great goaltender. He didn't win. He's, he didn't should win be in the Hall of Fame goaltender just for he his is. Twitter. Just for his Twitter, he should be yeah. in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, give Strombone One a... Follow uh, Strombone One, probably one of the funniest Twitter handles Greatest. out there. And you know why he did it? He recently explained during the, his Hall of Fame acceptance. He did it because he saw other people making fun of himself on Twitter and it was getting to him. So he started an account to make fun of himself. Oh, To no just way. literally be like... And apparently it was a sports psychologist's idea to give him an account and say... Write the stupidest thing you could possibly think of about yourself. Nice. And he was like, okay. And he wrote it. And he's like, now hit post. And he posted it. And he was like, all right. You know what the craziest thing is? Is that's the craziest thing out there on the internet. And you wrote it. Exactly. He just took control of all that negative energy. Right? But no, so that's. Where do they go? What do you do? You blow it up. You have to. At this point, you're. What we, uh, we hear this term blow it up a lot. 26. We, we throw this term blow it up. We got to blow it all up. Blow it up. What do we do? Trade the captain. Trade Bo as much as it pains me to say. Oh. Because I think he is the probably next to Trevor Linden. The oh, and maybe the Sedins. <laughs> no, I'm saying next is Trevor Linden alone. He is the best captain we have had in the city Ooh. name a time when the name a time when the Sedins went through this type of seven year slump as captain oh they didn't it, they, because they, they didn't. had a team around them they right? had a team they, around yes. them exactly the problem is is Bo doesn't have that team around him no he is he has taken things on the chin he's come so out do you and said, think trading Bo changes everything do you think that blows, it's the, a, he's team, the, blows the team up by trading one no. player no, I, I think you have to, you trade him, you trade Brock Besser, you trade, to me, you trade all anyone who's worth value. And you start calling guys up. You trade the only you, untouchables. There's three untouchables. Keep? Hughes, because you need that star defenseman. And we like the name. Well, I'm biased. <laughs> you keep um, Demko, because you need that star goaltender. And you keep EP, EP40, Elias Pettersson, without even a question. Yeah. You keep those three players and you build around them. You trade Kuzmenko, who's having a great year this year. Yes. But he's found money. What do you do with Miller? You just signed Miller to what? An eight-year contract? Seven uh, years? Eight years, six million. Six million a year? What do you do with him? You trade You're him before it's too late? Because next year it's too late. You're stuck with him. Yeah. I don't. He, if you get rid of him, you have to take a really bad contract coming back. Yeah. Right? And that you... I mean... Okay, but we already have OEL on the books for another seven years, six years, however long it is. Yeah. You've got Tyler Myers, who's got another another year after this one. Chaos giraffe. Did you hear OEL? Oliver Ekman Larson cut uh, no. healthy scratch for this game. Oh, really? Healthy scratch for this game. What interesting. Yeah. Maybe there's trade trade rumors. He's got no trade clause, no movement clause. Oh, really? Yeah. I hate there was that. only two. There was only two players, two teams that he would go to when he was traded from Phoenix, Vancouver and Boston. 
Oh, really? Yeah, and we chose him. <laughs> we're not awesome. we're not talking about Messier here, but <laughs> no, Oh Horvat, you need to trade without even a question to me. I hate it. I, I again, I think wherever Bo goes, I hope he goes and wins a cup and doesn't do it against us. That's the only. That's my only fear is if he's playing somehow still when we're competitive again and we lose a cup to Bo. But am I a bad person be, when I when I'm watching the Flames and I I see their goalie um, Markstrom Markstrom struggling and I have a bit of a smile on my face? <laughs> Does no. that make me a bad human being? I don't think so. Game is over. <laughs> five to four. Our finish. Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, at win. least we made it interesting. Tank tank win. That's a tank win for me. <laughs> um, four goals in a loss. That's great. And the four goals came from Quinn Hughes, JT Miller, Elias Patterson, and Connor Garland. We we don't have a problem scoring goals. No, we have a problem in who's our top defenseman? Hughes. Who's our second best defenseman? Hughes. Who's our third best defenseman? Hughes. Just so everyone knows, there's only one player named Hughes on the Vancouver Canucks. We have you a got great that big tall guy that I just Chaos Chaos literally Ruff. curse at the TV every time he's on the ice. Yep. Did you look at his plus minus the other night? Because I swear to God, it was probably minus 50. <laughs> was it, no, he, uh, in the last, no, this was OEL. OEL, who was paired with Myers last game. Um, in the last three games, last two games were a minus five. <sighs> and on the ice for seven goals against. <laughs> it's just insane. And he's getting paid six and a quarter million dollars a year for the next six years. Who's that? OEL? OEL. I I don't mind OEL. It's I, Myers. I just think Myers needs to be traded. Now, there's I, always seems to be one defense play, defenseman on the Canucks that you that just literally hate. gets under my skin and, and, I, and it makes my like skin The thing crawl. is, is I, understand, I understand Myers. I understand Chaos Draft. I get it completely. He is chaos in a 12-foot-tall body. And before Myers? It was Edler, which I understood the last couple years before i don't know why you hated him he was offensively a star he turned into a grindy hitting defensive defenseman and you just hated him the whole time he was not a pylon who was before before edler i don't know who was before edler Cello? I can't say it on the air. Cello. <laughs> I was gonna call him by his name. Like you could, you could call, you could call him that. I don't think it'd be appropriate. I but you should. could. I don't think I should. That's fair. That's fair. He got hit in the nether regions with a puck. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> so now, lots of rumors sur- surrounding Vancouver. This is our first show ever, so let's tackle some of them. Uh, Canucks VP of Hockey Operations, Jim Rutherford, did an interview in Pittsburgh. Or he's very candid. He's he's very much a very candid human being, where he reminisced about the Penguins, how great it was there, and mentioned that he probably should have retired before at the peak of his game, before, basically before coming to Vancouver. Um, <laughs> there have been sources that deny that that he loves Vancouver, like reputable sources um, in Vancouver that are saying that that are saying like people tell him his family loves the city and that he's not going anywhere. But what do you think it says about the organization that just over a year, a well-respected, older, that's why he's not the GM, he's the VP of Hockey Operations. How old is he? 75. Is he that? Is, is he up there? Yeah. He is definitely up there. He was... Uh, 72. Yeah. Like, look at him. He looks like he's 80. <laughs> wow. But... It's from the stress from the stress of a GM job in Bo- in Pittsburgh. Oh, no and doubt. then he the was in Carolina, and then coming to the Canucks. What is the indictment on the franchise if Do you he lasts think it's, it's one season? Um, a higher up issue? Is it something we need to look at higher up? And when I say higher up, I always um, if people want to leave, you always look up, and you keep looking up until you can't look up anymore. Um, is it an ownership issue? I, if Are the you ask owners me, involved in the day-to-day operation of the that is team? That is well-known. That is a well-known fact. Okay, let me rephrase that. Should the owners be no. involved no. in the day-to-day operations the owners, of this team? 
the owners should be involved when it comes to how much money they're allowed to spend. And well, that's not even a question anymore because we have a cap. But there's some teams that you'll that won't that will spend to the floor limit. That and that's it. Like Arab teams mm-hmm. like Arizona, right? Where yeah, you can take on cap hit, but you're paying so little, like it's not actually. Well, they money. pay the league minimum, don't they? As much as they can. Yeah. Um, but that's what that's where the ownership should come in. They should come in for that type of uh, discussions. They shouldn't be having. They should be out there wooing uh, sponsors. They should be out there as a face of the organization. The only time we ever see the Aquilinis, uh, Francesco is the chairman of the board um, right. of the ownership. The Aquilini family owns it, who are very reputable businessmen um, in Vancouver. They own a handful of apartment buildings, started as a construction company. Definitely no underhanded tactics there. Um Wow. Um, Tell us what you really feel. No, <laughs> oh, that this is me being nice. They, they are involved. He, wasn't he in the news? Wasn't the owner in the news? Um, or... In Vancouver, more so just in Vancouver. We heard a little bit out here. Yeah. Um, his kids came out and accused him yes, of so some not nice stuff. Basically, like emotional and physical abuse. Yeah, like, not basically. It, that's what it was like. Yeah, throwing throwing children. Like I don't want to get into details because it's nothing nice, and I don't ever want to talk about it. But like things that Wasn't if you cool. were things that if you or I did at our normal job, we would be arrested. Yeah. Um. Or not working anymore. Like. Yeah. But it was in family court, so blah 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 blah. No, I don't care. When an allegation like that comes forward, the police actually have the the. Uh, the duty to investigate. Did it, did it not get investigated? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that the police have not commented on it. Interesting. The, the NHL hasn't hasn't once said a thing about it. The Canucks media came out and said that they're aware of the allegations and um, uh, Francesco's response is that he vehemently denies these um, allegations, even though it's on a sworn affidavit from three of his children. Yeah. They So what you're saying is the problem starts at the top. The pr- problem starts at the top. How Until do you we, how do you fix that? Can the NHL at any point step in and No. Why? Why would yeah. they? Yeah. They got the like, money. And, and it's not even why would they? Like Vancouver there's people are going to buy tickets to go watch the Canucks. Yeah. It's a it's a huge Canadian market. Yeah. People are going to tune in to watch the team. I hate them right now. Like I want, the, I literally want them to lose. I very rarely will I turn on a game now it's, because I can't cheer against them. It's in my brain. I can't cheer against them. Well, and I, as you know, I went out here in Calgary when we're trying to be a Canuck fan, it's really difficult to try to watch a game because you only yeah. get maybe one game a week. Yep. If that. Um, so I went out and spent the extra money to get um, this, the extra sports net that yep. I can stream and do it legally. And um, I'm seriously this early in the season, halfway through, I think I'm going to cancel it because yeah, it's so frustrating. Well, and it's especially because we are very ir- irrational and emotional about things. It can take us from a very good mood to a very shitty mood by being frustrated by a game like that. Like, oh, yeah. And I know I mean, like, how I, many if times I notice it. You watch your team go up by two or three freaking goals. And no, and literally no, you're still going to lose. And that's the thing is it's not like, oh, they might lose. No, they we lose. We go up by two points, we lose. No, so many times I could have gone and made bets. You know, you could do that live betting. And when the Canucks go up by three, the odds, their odds go way up. I should go on and just start making bets on the Canucks. Just put five dollars down. You'll probably win fifteen dollars each time. (laughs) We've got what? There's there's what twenty, they're 17, 21, and three now. Mm-hmm. How many games is that? Uh, 30, 40? Just halfway through. Just over halfway. Yeah, no, this was the yeah. halfway point of the of the season. Yeah. You have another 41 games to go through. Misery. 41, you, 41 games. Games if we go up, of misery. If we go up and buy three in any of those games and you put $5 down, you might make enough money to live. <laughs> to <laughs> at least afford the, uh, the, the subscription for the rest of the year. It's insane. It's ridiculous. <laughs> There you go. Okay. We're running well, out of time here, my friend. We, we are out of time. So we are. This will be posted. If you guys were uh, late to the show, we will be posting this 
on all of the podcast feeds. I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, it'll be out tomorrow. Um, if not, it will be out tomorrow. Uh, well, the only concern is not uh, uh, my end is the aggregators end because it's our first episode we'll be posting. So it sometimes takes a, like two or three days for that to process. Oh, gotcha. Cool, cool, so cool. this one might be delayed every other episode. We will be live here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, which is 8 or 9 p.m. Eastern Time for those on the East Coast. Uh, any other time zone, you can figure it out from those two numbers. You can find me at Common Courtesy on Twitter as well as I stream on Twitch Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So I'm a very busy human being. Where can they find you, old man? They can find me at my um, Kevin Hughes um, Facebook page or, of course, for those um, who know me on my other page of Cavelli Channeling. We are the Hughes Sports Podcast. You can find us both combined at HSP underscore pod on Twitter. And uh, it's usually me posting, and I tag the old man to make sure he remembers that it's all a thing. So anything he's post is not my fault. I have no say in the matter. He just goes ahead That's and That's not posts. true. You you have the sign-in. I gave you the sign-in information. You <laughs> know what, everyone? Remember. That is in, <laughs> That is it for this episode. We will see you guys next Thursday. Bye.